my posture has been now my faith is up my expectations are up that in any and every situation any and every circumstance that i believe that god is going to manifest his absolute best for me because he loves me this is the unseen story first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of god's love when his love leads a remarkable story follows the Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today. You're listening to part two of Moses' story Vehicle for the Gospel. So I used to say, don't get your hopes up, expect the worst, hope for the best. That's what I used to say. Because what it did was it, it, it buffered the letdown for me um, if I were to get let down. And it caused me to have zero faith, zero belief that a greater outcome could happen. Now my prayers have been, um, I have great expectations now of whatever God may have for me. My posture has been now my faith is up. My expectations are up that in any and every situation, any and every circumstance that I believe that God is going to manifest his absolute best for me because he loves me. Just that simple. Instead of saying, well, God, I hope for the best. Um, I, it, you know, having that posture of like, whatever you want to do, God. Um, and the reason and where this came for me is kind of centered around scripture is because I kept catching moments where Jesus would say, because of your faith, you were healed. Because of your faith, this happened to you. I think about the woman that had the issue of blood. Jesus did not pursue her. It was her faith that healed that woman. And he made that clear. The Roman centurion soldier, he was very intellectual about it. He said, hmm, this guy heals people. My guys need to be healed. So I believe that this guy could probably do it. It was literally that simple. And Jesus said, Okay, because of your faith, be it so unto you. That inspired me to think that, what if I started upping my expectations, upping my beliefs that God can produce favorable outcomes for me because I'm his child? It's, that's still hope. Like having that perspective is still hope. But I think when I said that phrase, well, I hope for the best, I think I'm lying in that phrase. I think what I'm saying is, I'm expecting it to suck, so, okay. I'm saying this doesn't hurt me as much. That's what I think I'm actually saying when I say that language. Um, so you might be able to get away with saying, I hope for the best. Um, I expect the worst, I hope for the best. You might be able to get away with that language, but I think my heart posture was one without faith. Um, so I don't want to say that language anymore because, because it still reminds me of my former heart posture. I'm wanting to develop new language because I'm, I look at my life now as every day as Isaiah 43, that God is springing forth a new thing. And then he poses this question, don't you see it? Like, don't you see he's doing a new thing? And I'm inspired to believe that that is true because he gave me breath today so therefore, something new must manifest. Something. And so I've been trying to shift my mentality 
my posture in that place. That's a faith posture. I'm having to believe in something I don't always see and I'm having to look for it. So I call, So I have a journal now where I write down every amazing thing God does in my day to remind myself that I'm living, I'm living in Isaiah 43 right now. What God is doing is um, growing my expectations of him so I can start expecting more, expecting bigger from him. Um, and that's something he's just personally asked me to do is just be willing to ask him for big things and actually believe it. Because Mark eleven twenty four says, whatever you ask for in prayer and believe, it'll be so unto you. And the key word there is whatever and believe. And I started to discover that faith is the, is the gasoline to my belief. Um, me applying faith to my life is what then is now building my beliefs. Um, that belief then begins to drive what I do on a day-to-day basis. Then as a result, my physical will begin to look different. And I'm realizing then that that is the, is the process that um, the spirit is leading me through, um, not my intellect. My intellect tells me I need to do the sure thing. My intellect just tells me to do the right thing the way it's always been done. Um, the spirit tells me to thrive and to uh, explore. The spirit tells me um, to draw near to God with no expectation other than expecting he's going to meet me. It's the only expectation. There's not a lot of strategy to that. It's not a lot of um, depth. So that is scary because I am a person that wants to know every step before it happens, unfortunately. Um, maybe that's the way I was raised or maybe that's just a way I process information. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, I'm an individual that wants to know the whole scope before I, before I say yes. Jesus does not operate that way. He just says to draw near to him. Um, and then he says that all these things will be added unto us. Um, I don't even know what all those things are. And that is what's intriguing to me now is what I'm thinking when that, when the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things, I'm thinking all these things are riches or uh, vacations what I'm discovering is as I'm seeking the kingdom of heaven, it's actually redirecting my desires. So my prayers have become different and my prayers have become first and foremost, father, have my thoughts become agreeable to your will before I even talk to you, before I even ask you for anything, before I even come to you, have the things that I'm about to say be agreeable to your will. That's what the spirit does when you draw near to the spirit. It redirects you from flesh because flesh belief system is satisfy and gratify thyself. But as I'm drawing near to the spirit, um, there's fear and apprehension because I'm having to let go of a belief system that I believed where I said it was okay to satisfy myself. But as I'm drawing near to the spirit, I'm getting satisfied in actually surrender. The surrender has become so sweet. Um, and I just didn't know that. Wasn't ever told that, wasn't ever communicated that in such a way that surrendering my ambition is actually kingdom. 
that, that is actually advancing the gospel. And then what I've discovered is when I've surrendered my agenda and said, okay, I'm just going to be late because I'm going to spend a little bit more time talking to this person about how good God is. I'm realizing that this person's giving their is about to give their life to God. But if I, if, but if I stick to, well, my intellect tells me I need to be done right at a certain time because I got to go to my next meeting. Then I can miss an opportunity to lead someone to a sweet surrender that happened to me recently. Um, that where I almost missed it because my intellect was telling me, you need to hurry up because you got to go. Um, but that's not what God was calling me. God was calling me to slow down. And I got a lot of time to be with God. I can be with him for an hour longer, for 30 minutes longer, just so I can um, allow my thoughts to become agreeable to his will and to reprogram my belief system, which then is fueling my faith, which then is manifesting beautiful things uh, in my life. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share His stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.